Hello and welcome to this episode of Pi Day of Ponderings. I'm Dr. David Stanton, Headmaster at Oakdale Academy. It's a pleasure to have you join us. <clears throat> and as we often do on our podcast, we want to just raise some questions, raise some things to think about perhaps um, as we expand people's knowledge of what education is. And, and I emphasize that word specifically today. I just want to talk through an article <clears throat> written by Mortimer Adler. Uh, Mortimer Adler was a uh, conservative <clears throat> um, kind of philosopher uh, back in the 20th century. And one of the things that was of great importance to him was education and to return things back to um, more of a classical um, uh, mindset. And, and this was something that he he went through and he introduced the concept that, um, that created what, what basically became the great books of the Western world. Adler um, was responsible for a series um, of books that were published back in 1952 by Encyclopedia Britannica and ultimately into this 54-volume set um, that became uh, ultimately what <clears throat> Adler called the Great Conversation. So to give you an, an idea, um, some of them, the Iliad, the Odyssey, um, works from Aeschylus and Sophocles, uh, Euripides, um, Aristophanes, Herodotus, Thucydides, uh, different works from Plato and Aristotle, um, down to Hippocrates and Galen, Euclid and Euclid's Elements, uh, Lucretius, Marcus Aurelius, Meditations, Virgil, uh, Plutarch, Tacitus, Ptolemy, Copernicus, Kepler, uh, Augustine of Hippo, Aquinas, uh, Dante's Divine Comedy, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, uh, Machiavelli is the Prince, Hobbes, Leviathan, and goes through to Shakespeare and Cervantes, Don Quixote, uh, Sir Francis Bacon, René Descartes, John Milton, Paradise Lost, um, among others, Pascal, Sir Isaac Newton, John Locke, Jonathan Swift, um, Adam Smith, Edward Gibbon, uh, Immanuel Kant, and all the way through John Stuart Mill, Alexander Hamilton, some of the impactful documents in American history, uh, Hegel, Goethe, uh, Melville's Moby Dick, Charles Darwin, Karl Marx, Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace, Dostoevsky, uh, William James, all the way down to Sigmund Freud, John Calvin, Erasmus, Moliere, and the list can go on and on past Kierkegaard, Balzac, Dickens, uh, Huck Finn, John Dewey, Bertrand Russell, um, <clears throat> and just kept going and going and going. All these um, impactful books that have stood the test of time. But even more so in his in his philosophy, you know, he, he referred to Aristotle's uh, Nicomachean ethics as, you know, the ethics of common sense. Uh, he also said it was the only moral philosophy that is sound, practical, and undogmatic. And so what he hoped to do uh, in going through these great books was to present not just this list of great books that have stood the test of time and add to the great conversation, as he called it. But he wanted people to think, not differently, but he wanted to think uh, again, if you will, 
about what education was. And he wrote an article called Schooling is Not Education. Um, and in this, in this article, um, Adler takes, um, he takes aim at the, um, at the, at the specific, um, a specific notion about what schooling was, was supposed to be and what was, um, of importance. And so Adler, I'm going to quote a great deal from, from Adler's article here. Schooling is not education. He says, um, for more than 40 years, a controlling insight in my Mortimer Adler's educational philosophy has been the recognition that no one has ever been, no one can ever be educated in school or college. He said that would be the case if our schools and colleges were at their very best, which they certainly are not. And even if the students were among the first and the brightest as well as conscientious in the application of their powers. And he goes on to say that the reason it's not education is youth are immature. Um, schooling is for the young. Education, he says, comes later, usually much later. <clears throat> he, he gives the idea that education is, is something that is more or less reserved to someone who has gone through um, through experiences in their lives. Um, you may learn a great deal in school, but it's not something that you come out as an educated person. He says that um, it's not a matter of um, what they actually know, but the lessons that they they learn through it. He, he actually even says there is, of course, some truth in the ancient insight that awareness of awareness, pardon me, of ignorance is the beginning of wisdom. But remember, Adler says it is just the beginning. From there, one has to do something about it, and to do it intelligently, one must know something of its causes and cures why adults need education and what, if anything, they can do about it. Ultimately, what, what Adler's going for is, is one of the beautiful things about classical education is that your, your education may begin with the realization of your ignorance, right? If, once you realize you, you don't know what you don't know, you, you're beginning to show some wisdom. And in a classical education, that then is the beginning of the knowledge and wisdom that you start to demonstrate that there is so much more that you can and should learn. Um, <clears throat> Adler wraps up his article by saying along these lines, only the person who realizes that mature life is the time to get the education that no young person can ever acquire is at last on the high road to learning. The road is steep and rocky, but it is the high road open to anyone who has skill in learning. And the ulti ultimate goal of all learning in view, understanding the nature of things and man's place in the total scheme. His last paragraph in this article is great as well. An educated person is one through who the travail of his own life has assimilated the ideas that make him representative of his culture that make him a bearer of its traditions and enable him to contribute to its improvement. You know, 
progressive education has stolen the phrase lifelong learner, at least made it popularized. But in a classical sense, that's exactly what we look to do is to make our students lifelong learners. We want them, in other words, to begin to realize the things that they don't know, begin to read and digest the great books along with the maths and the sciences, the humanities, language, and the beginning only of their studies <clears throat> because we're never really finished with them. We should desire to continue to, the, to learn. Um, a quote that uh, that I've enjoyed that, that came from uh, the Searcy Institute, another great classical um, education think tank, says the goal of education is to learn to love what is worth loving. And how do you do that? But by continuing to learn further, continuing to seek out new learning and education rooted in the traditions of Western Christianity from our standpoint. And so Adler begins that process from modern times. You know, he's, he's certainly joined by um, the likes of Dorothy Sayers, who really helped with some of the uh, importance of uh, returning to what she called the lost tools of learning. But again, it's all then just about um, starting that process. So how do you start that process? You know, a lot of people, when they hear this podcast or when they, they check out a classical school, a classical Christian school in particular, they would say, well, that's great, I, you know, and I want to send my kids there. But even our parents and those that uh, would be interested in our form of education, though, say, but, but it's too late for me. Well, I would argue, absolutely not. So where do you start? Well, look up Adler's list of the great books. Pick one up. Start reading. Pick up Plato. Aristotle. There's a great book uh, called The Well-Educated Mind by Susan Wise Bauer. She summarizes a lot of the great books throughout it in, in different genres and literature and in poetry and in drama. Um, there are just the books that so many people have, have read from the canon of Western civilization, the Odyssey, the Iliad, the Aeneid, <clears throat> There's a great book by Louis Marcos, The Myth Made Fact, that kind of explains the importance of studying uh, ancient or pagan ways in a Christian culture. <clears throat> Just start the process. There's no expectation from people that that means that you understand every aspect of what you've read, right? You, you have to continue. Think about people who uh, wisely read, um, read the Bible again and again, and again, because there's always something more one can pull out of it, one can learn from God's word. Now, I don't want to compare the Iliad, the Odyssey, the Aeneid um, with the Bible, of course, but at least this slight analogy is, is similar, that you can always pull things out of these great books as well. Reading through Plato's Republic and starting to understand the allegory of the cave, um, hearing about what um, Homer was a trying to get across in his epics of the Iliad and the Odyssey, because it was so much more than the stories of the Trojan War and its aftermath and Odysseus finding his way back to Ithaca. Um, it's the beginning of wisdom that we have to make sure we focus on. Um, and it's, it's finding something that we then take joy in. And by taking joy in that learning, we then begin to truly be 
educated. And again, as we described recently, education, educare in Latin, to to rear, to bring up, to ultimately go forth and serve. What we do with that information is just as important, if not more important, than what it is that we learn, because it's what we do with that information. We continue to learn, we continue to uh, invest our time, we continue to invest our mind in those things that are of the utmost importance. So hopefully in the last 12 and a half minutes or so, I've given you a, a small taste of um, some of the important things brought forward by Mortimer J. Adler, the American philosopher in his article called Schooling is Not Education, begins to get you thinking, begins to get your mind going about what truly is important and hopefully encourages you to pick up a good book, one of the great books, and start reading and see where it takes you. With that, always interested to continue conversations about classical Christian education. If you happen to live in the metropolitan Detroit area and are looking for a classical Christian school while we are outside of Detroit in Waterford, Michigan, it would be a pleasure to uh, have you take a tour here at Oakdale Academy. You can find us at oakdaleacademy.com. Email us at info at oakdaleacademy.com. Be happy to have one of our students take you around on a tour. We have an open house coming up. It's hard to believe we're talking about open houses for the 23-24 school year uh, here at the end of October. But indeed, uh, that is where we already are. And uh, we're already having people uh, consider that. But encourage you to do that. If you are not in the Metro Detroit area, would still love to connect with you, of course, and consider looking up two organizations, the Society for Classical Learning and the Association of Classical Christian Schools. Uh, there's a, a school finder on the ACCS website for certain uh, where you can find a classical Christian school near you. And there's been an explosion in those schools over the past two years. I remember it was 120, maybe 130 new schools uh, have been started under the auspices of ACCS, the Association of Classical Christian Schools, and encourage you to check those out. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Again, hopefully we whet your appetite slightly for Mortimer Adler and schooling is not education. With that, enjoy your day. Mm -hmm.